Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the 2018 ACC football kickoff event. We are catching up with each of the 14 head coaches. Most of them are in the books. The rest will end up at accsports.com. We can squeeze only so many into a live three-hour program. Our next guest has always been one of our favorites. He happens to represent in-state Wake Forest University, and he put himself over the top when he quoted the movie Stripes on one of his recent appearances. He is the acorn who became the oak. Dave Clawson of Wake Forest, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Good to see you. How, how are you? That's the, the thing I love about your show is everyone else just wants to talk to me about football, and you and I connect over 80s movies, right. and you know we're of the same generation. We, all, we were born in the same month in the same year, I think. I know, yeah. So happy 51st birthday next month. It's coming up. So can, should we merge uh, resources and just throw the same party every year? Well, it's kind of hard for me to have a party <laughs> in the middle of August. Yeah, I've heard that about you. I'm not quite as busy when it comes to such things. So how, how was uh, Buffett? You went to Buffett I again? Went this to, I went to Buffett in Philly. I saw my hometown Phillies play a ball game right across the river. So Camden uh -huh. host, hosted the Buffett concert, a little outdoor amphitheater. Are you a Buffett guy or not so much? I, yeah, I like, I like Jimmy Buffett. Well, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I wouldn't call myself a parrot head, but on my Sirius radio, that station gets a lot of play. The fact that you can use the terminology parrot head puts you up another notch on a ladder that may not have any notches that go higher. Well, we'll you know, keep building, baby. That's our theme. Get another, get another notch every year. We love a factoid about your career, as, of course, we brag about you, not only when you're sitting across from us. At Fordham, you rebuild a program all the way to a conference championship. At Richmond, you rebuilt a program all the way to, among other successes, a conference championship. At Bowling Green of the FBS, you rebuilt a program all the way to a conference championship. You just had your best season last year at Wake in year four. How do you describe the challenge of continuing that theme in a division that includes Clemson and a league that includes some traditional heavyweights like Miami and Virginia Tech and Clemson and Florida State? You know, D David, it's uh, it's one of those things, like, I, I never get concerned with what other people are doing. I just try to focus on what we are and what we do. You know, I don't, in recruiting, I, I don't worry about what other people sign. I worry about what we sign, who our players are. Are we getting the right kids for Wake Forest? Are we developing them? Are we retaining them? And if we do all those things right, let's find out what our ceiling is. And uh, there's no question, this is a, a brutal division. I mean, Florida State and Clemson are teams that have won national championships. But if our goal uh, ever becomes less than winning the ACC and getting to the college football playoff, that's a disservice to our players and to Wake Forest University. So our way of doing that is going to be different than them. We can't run our program the way we do. Uh, we're not resourced like them. Our school looks different. Uh, but I believe everywhere I've been that there's a formula to win, and we're constantly tweaking that formula to give us the best shot. It's incredible when you look at your resume. Five years at Fordham, the best stuff at the end. Four years at Richmond, 11 wins at the end of that run. Five years at Bowling Green, double-digit wins at the end. And here you are, year five at Wake Forest. When you think back to your 2014 team, would night and day be an exaggeration in terms of talent, depth, experience as you take the field in 2018? Yeah, I don't know if that would be uh, a fair statement. I, I would be criticizing Knight if I said... Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, it was just one of those situations that, you know, it... Uh, 
you know, coming from the MAC, and then you go to Wake Forest, and we, we were challenged. Now, I'd say this. We were left some very good defensive players. Kevin Johnson, Bud no yeah. Noel, Markel Lee, Brandon Chubb, uh, you know, Josh Banks, Duke Ejiofor. You know, th that side of the ball was good. We just offensively, um, you know, it just had bottomed out. And uh, with the exception of, of maybe Camp Serenay and a few offensive linemen, it was a, a start from scratch job. And I'm just fortunate that the administration was patient with us and allowed us to build it the way that we said we would build it. And I'm grateful that Wake Forest was that way. And in that way, I think it's a little bit unique that I think a lot of places wouldn't have had that patience. And, uh, you know, so we had a plan and they let us execute the plan and we're in a better spot now. And now to keep making uh, up ground in our divisions, tough work, but that's our goal and that's, we feel we can do it. Dave Clawson, Wake Forest coach, follow coach on Twitter at Coach Clawson. Here's another mix of life and football as we love to dive into. Uh, we're heard statewide, but also a whole bunch of signals in the triad area. So feel free to give this restaurant a plug for those in our listening audience in that part of the state. You actually put players through etiquette training at a restaurant in the Winston-Salem area. Why do you do that? What are you doing? And is it Fratelli's? Fratelli's, we've used them. We try to mix it around and okay. move it around, but we've used Fratelli's a couple of times. Um, and, uh, you know, part of our sell at Wake Forest is you're, we're not just here to prepare you for football. We're here to prepare you for life and to learn how to go to a nice restaurant and eat a five-course meal and what utensil to use and how to cut your meat and how to pull the chair open and how to pass the bread are all life skills that we want our players to learn so when they interview for their job or even if it's the NFL. I mean, NFL teams come in and they take you out to dinner and if they're going to make you a first-round pick and pay you $30 million, they want to know that you're going to represent their community well at charity events or different things. And it's just... To me, it's, these are all the little plus one things we try to do to make it things different in our program. That it, it's not just about football and bowl games, but when you leave, we've added value to your life and you're equipped to go out and do whatever it is you want to do. And if you're Kevin Johnson in a first round pick or Jesse Bates in a second round pick, great. But if you're going to go to Wall Street or get in the politics or whatever you want to do, you're better prepared to do that because you spent time at Wake Forest and in our football program. I believe your wife grew up in Europe, right? Partially. She was born in D.C. and then lived in Paris six years and uh, graduated from high school in Brussels. So she's uh, a little bit, uh, a lot more cultured than I am. Well, I was going to say, you were born in New York State. My wife was born and raised in the New York City, Long Island area. And she has infinitely more information and experience when it comes to etiquette, uh, food variety. Like the Glenn family in Philly, man, my dad's side, we were, it was meat and potatoes and, and you know, fast food. And I, I couldn't pronounce things on as I got older. I, I was in shock. I kept having to ask my wife, like, A what does this even mean? Amen, brother. I mean, I, I'm not going to eat something that yeah. I, I can't, I, maybe well, I don't have to pronounce it, but I do have to know what it is, right? So are you, is that another parallel we have where you have to follow your wife's lead? That's eerie because... First of all, my, I get made fun of, of my command of the English language a lot by my wife and my daughter. <laughs> and then I grew up in, in near Buffalo, New York. So I don't say I'm from New York. I'm from Western New York. Got it. Cause, uh, but it was funny when I, uh, you know, I, I 
was the oldest of four and probably didn't have the best table manners. And when I was dating my wife and things were starting to get serious, I was about to meet her parents for the first time. And she said, listen, um, I don't want to offend you with this, <laughs> but if you go out to eat with my parents and you cut your meat with a fork, they're not going to like you. <laughs> so I'm sitting down and my wife is giving me an etiquette lesson at 27 years old. Yeah. And when this etiquette dinner happens, I think of that all the time, saying, man, I wish I had had this and maybe I would have made a little better impression on my in-laws. So we went to dinner with them and I totally chickened out. I ordered a sandwich because I, <laughs> I wasn't comfortable in my ability to cut the meat correctly. It is getting eerie. If I tell you another story and you have one to match it, I'm going to think we're brothers from another mother somehow. Uh, my one, I, I went to law school. I practiced law for 17 years while building this goofy sports radio career. And my wife says that when we met, now law school is expensive, right? So I'm paying my way through. I don't have a lot of cash. So I was driving an old, they're now called Wranglers, but it was an old model Jeep Wrangler. That was all I could afford. Mm -hmm. And coach, I'm not kidding when I say that the handles were so inconsistent that on one side, I actually had to tie the door shut. And this is the vehicle I was driving while trying to woo the sophisticated New York woman who was working for Merck Pharmaceuticals and making probably three times the amount of money that I made. And she said that her first time in my car, it smelled like feet and onions. You know what? She and, and here I am. We've been happily married for 20 years. So, you know, how do I get from there to here? I don't know. But It, it all goes back to stripes, buddy. You are the, <laughs> you are the acorn that's become the oak. <laughs> Dave Clawson joining us on the David Glenn she, Show. She saw great potential. Right? That's exactly correct. She might vouch for that today. All right. I guess I have to ask you another serious football question. Contractually obligated, maybe. Most important, people, pers uh, most important position on the field in most people's eyes is quarterback. You had this phenomenal multi-year starter, John Wolford, who moves on to the traditional route of graduation. You have a part-time starter, Kendall Hinton, back, but he's suspended for the early portion of the season. How does that impact your chances of, you know, getting out of the gate the way you want to? It is what it is. I mean, things happen. Injuries happen. It's college football. Uh, young people make mistakes, and you hope they learn and grow from it, but, uh, it has a big impact in that, you know, between Jamie Newman and Sam Hartman, one of those two guys is going to be our starting quarterback at least for the first three weeks. And, uh, and that's the competition going into camp. So we'll give Kendall uh, some reps. But obviously our goal is to be 1-0 and and to give him a lot of reps in preseason camp when we know we don't have him for three weeks doesn't help us get out of the gate. So uh, now the, the good thing is, is that we split the reps equally among the three of them in the spring. And part of it was that Kendall just hasn't been able to stay healthy. So we went into it saying we better have a plan B. And we're just getting to plan B a little quicker in a little different way than we thought. How many football coaches know to use the word among instead of between when he mentions three quarterbacks? Where did you learn that one? Everybody gets that wrong. You don't say, you only say between two things. You say among more than two. And you said among well, three Well, I'm going to record this interview and share it with my wife that Seriously? somebody was impressed with my command well, of English. Where does that come from? Your wife and children? I'm, I'm sure my wife and my daughter probably because it, uh, again, that was, uh, you know, my, my wife can speak French and my son can speak French and I, I struggle with one language, so. I don't like to wield my authority, my power too often, Coach, but please go home and say, hey, there's this guy who's in the business 
of the written and spoken word. And we're just going to, for the sake of argument, classify him as an expert. And he tells me that I'm one of the more thoughtful, articulate, well-spoken guests that he has. You think that'll get you anywhere at all? Probably not. No, it'll be dismissed somehow. <laughs> she'll, she'll find another word that I don't use correctly and, and test me with that, and I'll fail the test, and I'm back to square one. His name's Dave Clawson. He turned Fordham from an acorn into an oak. Richmond, acorn to oak. Bowling Green, acorn to oak. And now Wake Forest, three-win acorn to eight win oak and building great to see you man uh, you like you make my day better every time i talk to you well i i enjoy it as well and uh it's uh a lot in common no so, doubt about yeah. it so thanks for having me on and it's great to be here and um what what home game are you coming to this year um we're coming do you know off the top of your uh, we'll tell you during the break. We're yeah, back. Yeah, and, and and listen, don't don't be giving me an away game like last oh, no. year. We're okay? back. We're back. We're, we'll fill Coach Clausen in, and we're back after this on the David Glenn Show. Okay.